Uh, is there any anything in particular about that moment that you just kind of relish in, other than just watching the kick go in? Or um, it was it's funny because after I kick the ball, I kind of wake up because I you know when you when you get back yeah. into your steps, you kind of you're zoned in, right? And then you you hit the ball, you see it go up, and once I hit it, I. Knew- We are back on that grind this week, and if, as long as you're not living under a rock, uh, you'll you'll know who our guest is today. Uh, our guest, who recently has been all over the news for for kicking a game-winning field goal during the one and only Apple Cup. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, you guessed it. We got Grady Gross here. I'm super excited to have him. Grady, I'm going to ask you if you're ready to bring the juice. You ready to bring the juice? Yes, sir. Ready to go. (laughs) Let's do it, man. (laughs) Well, quick intro to Grady, and you can tell me if I'm off base here, but you come from Scottsdale, Arizona. Yes, sir. Right? Okay. Uh, Attended Horizon High School, uh, doing some pretty amazing things as a kicker out of high school and continuing to do that, and we're going to get into that, but I'm going to ask you a, a, a question that I believe actually is a really cool question to ask, but how do you feel being the very last Pac-12 champion. Feels it feels kind of weird. I uh, grew <laughs> up watching the Pac-12, so it's going to be a little bit strange not having it around. But you know, it's not a bad thing for for us to be yeah. you know the reigning reigning Pac-12 champs kind of forever. It is it is a uh, for sure strange, and you're right. You will be purple reigns on the Pac-12 for it's, it's a legend from here on out. So, well, uh, I just I'm going to say this because I'm actually. I, that's a super cool accomplishment. I'm super excited to watch you guys go on and and win it all. I'm speaking it into existence right now. Uh, again, I'm I'm a big Pac-12 fan, having worked in the Pac-12, been around the Pac-12 a lot. Uh, I know I want you guys to get it. I know you're going to get it. So my I'm not a betting man, but my my money's on you, Dub. So um, I I did kind of shifting gears here. I did a little research on you, and I I couldn't find. I think one thing I couldn't find a whole lot about, and I'm curious if you'd be open to talking about it, is is just your your family, kind of your upbringing from that standpoint. Um, I'm I'm wondering if there's like a, a history of football in your family. Um, I wouldn't say really. My uh, my dad was a big baseball guy. He played in college at uh, Moorhead State. He's from uh, Cincinnati, so he's from the Midwest. So he was okay. a big baseball guy growing up. My mom mom played softball, basketball, but you know. Not really a whole lot of football. I mean, not even for me really until high school, but you know, now it is. So football family yeah. kind of grew yeah, into it, it. They're all, they're all into football. Now you kind of forced it on them in a, in a positive way, I should say. Yeah, a little bit. I mean, we've always watched football. So, you know, we've always been fans of course, but it's a little bit more serious now. It's a. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. And well, I know you did, I know you played some soccer, was was soccer kind of was that one of your first loves or was that just something that you developed over time? That was that was the first love right there. That was the dream, you know, when I was a kid. Professional soccer was kind of that was that was my thing for a while there. But you know, I had to switch gears a little bit. I'm I'm happy where I am now. So 
I, I'm imagining this story going like this because uh, I've, I've been at the high school level. I've seen my high school coach do it when I was playing, but I feel like every high school coach is guilty of it. They need a kicker. They, they run over to the soccer practice and they say, hey, do you got a guy that could come kick for us? And long story short, all of a sudden there's a guy kicking field goals for us. And just like a week, week before that, he was playing soccer. Is that is that kind of similar to your story, or what, how did how did you get into football altogether? A little bit. I my parents didn't really want me to do a whole lot of tackle before high school. You know, you know, keep the head safe, typically. But uh, understandable. Yeah, you know, gotta gotta stay safe, right? But uh, <laughs> you know, I, I wanted to try it out. Then they thought, you know, high school, you know, high school football is a big deal in in Arizona. So they're like, you know what? Sure, go for it. And I, I tried to play safety at first, you know, I'm not, I'm not the greatest athlete, so that went all right, but uh, I thought I'd try out kicking the ball a little bit, and the coach was into it, so got that started pretty early. So you didn't even start as a kicker. You you started, you said as a safety. Uh, kind of. I, I kind of <laughs> did both from the beginning, but, you know, I, I, wasn't, I wasn't starting to play football just to kick. I mean yeah. – it helped that I was pretty good at it to begin with, but yeah. Okay. Well, that's extremely interesting to know. Uh, again, I think, I don't know. I, I've been around a lot of guys that have gone from soccer to, to football. So it's cool to hear that for you, that wasn't like the actual intention. It was, uh, it was, it was something that was there, but not the intention. It sounds like, is that correct to say? Yeah, it was in the back of the mind. I think my parents probably knew it before I did when I started, but. <laughs> It was a little half and half right there. Okay. That's awesome. That's really awesome. Well, just curious. We talk about uh, transferable or like relatable skills all the time on the podcast. Do you feel like, you know, playing soccer, it seems like a really obvious yes answer, but I'm, I feel like there's some obvious differences more than just the ball itself. But do you feel like, they, the skills from soccer transfer over to football. Like how did the, how was that for you? Uh, a little bit. I mean, the footwork that you kind of naturally develop in soccer helps for sure. Not really with kicking, but you know, just with playing the game, I think just, I mean, kick power, like leg strength is obvious. That was kind of the one thing that I was able to bring with me, but uh, it's a very different thing like going out and just trying to kick a soccer ball as far as you can versus the football. It's, it's a whole new like technique and you got to kind of relearn how to kick it. So it's, yeah. you can transfer a little bit, but you know, less than you think I'd say, you know, the motion's the same, but it's, it's a lot of intricate differences. Well, you mentioned power behind the kick. Like, what would you say is uh, one of the, the long, I mean, I can, I can see it from, the collegiate standpoint looking at stats wise, but just maybe even off the field or even in high school, what's one of the longest uh, field goals you've ever made? Man, well, yeah, down in Arizona, it flies a little better. So I had a little wind in my back and uh, I got, I got back to 70. That's, that's the PR right now. Wow. So you're hitting it from 70 yards out. Okay. Yeah. Got, so. a, got a little help from the wind, but you know, Hey, You'll take hey it. The, I feel like that's just you strategizing and playing your cards the right way. I don't think that's a, <laughs> exactly, well, that's awesome. Yeah. Well, you, you weren't kidding about power behind the legs. Uh, absolutely. And I, I think it's evident going into, like I said, talking more a little bit about your, your high school 
experience. I mean, it's evident that at least some of those skills are transferable. That power in there, maybe one of them. But 104 points is you, in your senior year uh, in high school as a kicker. That's phenomenal. Uh, I think altogether, career-wise, 120 out of 122 PATs and 20 out of 23 field goals. I feel like a lot of those came in that in that senior year for you. But um, Under Armour All-American in 2022, your selection to go play in that game, uh, that's pretty awesome as well. So pretty awesome accolades. I would love for you to actually walk us through from, hey, you know, me, you know, your mom and dad realizing that you're a kicker uh, to just going through the recruiting process and what that looked like for you. Um, it was, it's been a long journey, especially from now. I mean, it's been, been six years really since I started kicking, obviously, but, uh, freshman year was kind of just, you know, go out there and have fun. I had a great time playing football for the first time. And then sophomore year, I got to, you know, play on varsity, get a little, get a little more serious, you know, because it meant a little more, obviously, playing on varsity compared to, like, a freshman team. And, you know, I was playing with some guys going to college. There's a Jay Rudolph, a tight end at San Diego State, Kyle Lewis, a guy at Army now. So I figured out that that was kind of a, you know, pathway to take it to the next level. And obviously every everyone wants to go to the NFL, whether they, like, you know, put it to work early or not. So I thought, hey, why not? Why not bring this bring this with me and try and go for it? And the recruiting kind of for kickers doesn't start super early compared to the other the other guys where you can kind of get recruited as early as a, when you're a freshman. But I, st- I think I started going to camps when I was a sophomore in high school, and that's kind of when it gets serious in terms of recruiting. So it picked up a little later, obviously, because of COVID. But I, I think I started going for it probably sophomore year. Sophomore year, you kind of started that recruiting process. And you bring up a really good point. I, I feel like – uh, other than maybe the quarterback position, I feel like a kicker is probably one of the hardest positions to get recognized at coming out of high school. Uh, what were some things that you that you did, things that you went through? To, to I mean, you mentioned camps, obviously, but was there other things that you did to get noticed? Man, it was uh, a lot of like you know texting coaches trying to call coaches, talking to them as much as you can. My parents had to get on me a lot about that because I'm, I'm not a big talker on the phone. But uh, <laughs> so I, I'd try and, you know, pester them as much as I could and send film. I'd Every Saturday morning after the game on Friday nights, I'd put together a little little huddle film of the game the night before and, you know, sent them to all what, 20, 30 coaches that I've been talking to and just trying to get my name out there as much as I can and, you know, along with the camps to get your rank, you got to get start building a connection with those college coaches as early as you can so that, you know, they're on, you're on their radar, whether yeah. or not you know it, but just start like kind of building a little bit of a rapport with those guys. Cause that's what's really going to matter when you get older. Yeah. I, you, you nailed it. And I think that's one of the biggest recipes for uh, success. That's actually something that I call, um, uh, you know, personal branding is getting yourself out there, getting your brand known, letting them know that you're there and you, you did a phenomenal job of it. Uh, when did, uh, when did schools actually start showing some, some interest in you? When do you feel like that process happened? Um, well, COVID made it a little tougher. So okay. that went down my junior year. So I missed probably half the season. I 
had a little bit of a hip injury, and then we also had like half our season canceled. So made it a little difficult they, the travel restrictions as well. But I started going to visits the summer after my junior year. Okay. So that's that's when I started to get serious. You know, I'd been going to camps and getting ranked, and I was I was ranked relatively high at that point. But it started getting serious then. I, I didn't get my first offer until I remember uh, New Year's Eve of 2022. So after my senior year ended gotcha and that that's where school showing interest were there any schools in particular i think you got uh, a, a few offers um i'm curious what those offers look like but uh, when did schools actually show uh that or what schools i, I, I mean uh, what schools actually show that interest well i actually lied with the the new year's eve one it syracuse was my first offer i talked to the guy and that was probably <laughs> That was probably late November of my junior year, so at the end of our season. But I, I've been talking to Syracuse a lot. Um, I think Mississippi State was my second one that I got oh. around New Year's time. Um, but I was super, super close to the coaches at Oregon State, USC, and UW. Those three were, were, were up there on my list. I had a few more, but those, say those five, I'd probably had the most contact with. Gotcha. Awesome. And I think the, the glaring question for me in this one is, is why did you choose UW? I mean, it's, there's a lot of stuff you got to look at. My uh, parents are a big part of that decision, obviously, because, you know, they're making the sacrifice along with me, but it's for the coaching staff. It was a new, new coaching staff. So, you know, I hadn't had a lot of communication before they came in. Cause I think they came in pretty much January, like very early yeah. January was when they first got got hired, but started talking with Coach Schmidt, Coach Creighton, the two special teams guys here, and I, I quickly realized that it was a, you know, a very positive culture that they were going to build and bring from Fresno State, which is where both of those guys came from, and as well as Coach DeBoer. Um, but, you know, I, a, lot of, a lot of talking on the phone, a lot of texting, you know, you can get closer and closer with guys, and you can tell if they really have your best interest at heart as well as, you know, like the end idea of what your future could hold at that particular place. And I know Seattle's a great spot. I, I love it here. And I can see, I can definitely see myself, you know, spending a great four or five years here and having a good career. Yeah. I'm well, it's evident now for sure. Right. After all the cool events that have happened recently, did you, did you, out of all the offers that you had, were, did did any of them include? And this is just out of pure curiosity. Did any of them include um, scholarship, or were all of them walk on offers at that point? Um, unfortunately, they were all walk on opportunities. So I was, you know, picking my poison between all. They were all the same to start with. So it was just yeah. how the path to the scholarship was different everywhere. Obviously, just depending on the guys that they had in the room. So. I kind of just had to decide where I feel like I would earn that as as quick as possible, really. Yeah, well, I would, I would, yeah, I would go as far to say is that you you put your bet in the right place for sure, um, and, and roll the dice the right way. So kudos to you on that one. Uh, again, I think it's one of those you can think through a lot of different positions, but kicker to me is always one of those where it, it's it's a difficult it's a difficult position to get picked up and. The fact that you're getting offers is phenomenal. Um, I think I don't think it's completely uncommon for high school 
kickers to have walk-on offers, especially multiple walk-on offers at that standpoint. So great job, man. I mean, that's, that's awesome. But, uh, and I'm going to kind of walk into that a little bit more, but you, you got quite a bit of playing time in, in year one. And I'm, I'm curious as to, uh, the story of, of you kind of taking, it looks like you took over the second game of the season in your first year. Yeah, I didn't really know what I was going to do freshman year. I knew that – so Peyton Henry was the, the guy that was already here. He had been the starter for five years ahead of me. So yeah. I kind of – I had an idea of what his role would be. He very, very good field goal guy. Um, it was it was tough to sit back and, you know, just not have a big impact on the team because I felt like I, I could from, from the jump. So the deal was kind of like – you know, sit behind Peyton. The kickoffs was where I, I excelled in that room in particular last year. So I felt like that's the best way, you know, it was the way I could get on the field, get some, you know, game experience so I could learn, you know, what it's like to play at this level and kind of make sure that I'm 100% used to it by the time I, I got to put it through the uprights and you know, make, make sure my mind's ready, my body's ready. And, you know, it was a great experience, much better than I think any of us could have imagined. You know, we all knew knew what we had and we made it work and you know, it was a lot of fun. Yeah, no, that's, that's yeah, absolutely. Honestly, uh, I think one of the coolest things, and I'm kind of going on a tangent here, but one of the coolest things to me uh, from a, you know, outside perspective for kickers, I love it when a kicker on a kickoff just drills it through the uprights on the kickoff. <laughs> Right. That's one that's like, it's like one of my favorite things to see. I don't know why. Do you, how often have you actually done that? Have you done it in the game setting? You know, Seattle, not the easiest place to kick and especially for kickoffs, depending on the weather, but not in a game yet. I, I did yeah. it a couple of times, you know, back, back home in Arizona in practice and yeah. maybe once in a game, but you know, not, not yet here. That's coming soon. Though. I got you. Okay. I'm excited. It's it's one of those weird things for me. I always think is kind of fun. Um, you, you keep mentioning the weather, kind of talk me through that, how the weather, obviously if it's downpour rain and uh, wind, those are obvious things that may affect a kick, but what else kind of goes into that? Is there, is there a, a deeper, you know, understanding of the weather that I don't have looking at it from an outside perspective that you might? I mean, yeah, you could get pretty – I feel like you could get pretty specific. I mean, I think Arizona, along with, you know, the south, I'd say are the two easiest places to, you know, kick. The the warmer air, it's it's definitely a little thicker. So the balls tend to fly a little further. And if you add a little elevation on top of that, it just makes it that much easier. And, you know, here, you know, cold and rainy, right in the water, it's it's a big contrast to, like, what I've been used to. But – as long as you could, you know, acclimate to it, it, it doesn't make that much of a difference as long as you know how to deal with it. Gotcha. Okay. And it seems like, so you, you kind of have to adapt every time you go to uh, a new school, kind of get a feel for it. And I'm assuming that's why you're kicking as many kicks as you do before the game starts when you go on an away game. Yeah. You gotta, you gotta take everything into account depending on, you know, what kind of stadium it is. I mean, Husky Stadium's open on the lake end. It's got a couple a couple breaks on the side so the wind can come and, you know, start swirling. But, like, you know, down in L.A. at the Coliseum, it's a, it's a big bowl, a little warmer down there. You're on grass, so it's it's a little bit friendlier. But 
you get those warm up kicks, you figure out how how to do it, and you know you feel confident by the time you get in the game that you can do what you gotta do. Man, you got this. You got this kicking thing down to a science. I love it. This is awesome. <laughs> this is awesome. Well, let, let's talk about the kick that that led to led to all the the, the recent news. Uh, articles and coverage uh, kind of I feel like this in some ways was was pretty uh, well more than some ways this is absolutely life-changing for you in a lot of ways but let's talk about this the kick that that led up to it and you know you got game on the line I feel like there's a tremendous amount of pressure and again for everyone's reference here this is a rival game this apple cup is one of the biggest rivals in all of college football how do you train for that moment? Like what is the, what, what goes on prior to, for you to be ready for that moment? Uh, I mean, you don't, you don't, you don't, you don't play a kicker to go out and kick 30 yarders when you're up 30, you know, you train for the big moment. That's kind of what all of us dream for is to be able to be put in that spot. And by, by the repetition that we go through during the week, you, you make sure that every kick's the same. So, you know, whether it's a game winner or, a, you know, first drive of the game, you got a chip shot. You got to gotta approach it the same and, you know, hit it the same and right down the middle every time if you can. Uh, but, yeah, you can't make it too big because in your mind, if you make that make that moment too big, it's just, you know, you know you're, you'll crumble if you try and think about it too much. So if you can kind of just – have that same mindset every time you go out there, then, you know, your body will do itself, you know, it'll do its job because you've done it so many times that it's, it's, it's taught to do what it's supposed to do. And if you just trust it and let your mind get out of the way, then it's no problem. Yeah. I'm with you. You, you just, it's one of those things, repetition and doesn't matter the scenario. Do you feel like you do a pretty good job of just having some tunnel vision? You block everything out or how does that normally look for you? funny i feel like the more pressure the easier it is to kind of like black out sort of when you go out there and kick because you can feel it a little more yeah. i guess so it's easier for your body to kind of just you know let go i don't i don't know if that makes any sense but it's it's easier that to, makes perfect you know, sense yeah it's easier to turn your mind off when it's you know the bigger moment i guess you're in your element. You're in your zone, man. Like, it's just, yeah, that makes sense. That makes a lot of sense. I think there's a lot of people, and again, I think it's opportunities like that where all the practice and lead time that goes into it, you're confident, you know what's happening, you, you're ready to roll, and you trust it, man. You trust the, you trust yourself. I feel like uh, even though I, I think a lot of people notice Penix wasn't watching, I think a lot of players do that for kicks. I think they just kind of turn their head or, like, put their head down and, I guess it's, it's one of those, I think it's just one of those things that the players do. I had a lot of teammates that used to do that too, but um, I think everyone trusted you. I mean, it's pretty evident that a uh, coach trusted you and everyone else did. So uh, did you, do you feel any different from that standpoint? Um, I feel good. You know, I, a lot of the time on the sideline before the kick, I was jumping up and down. I, I wanted the chance because I knew that I had missed a field goal earlier in the game that I was still, I was I was annoyed with myself about it, obviously because every everyone wants to be perfect and all, but I knew that I had I had the chance to you know no one remembers that first kick if you make the second one, so I was I was jumping up and down ready to go, like I wanted I wanted that chance at redemption so 
set it all right, make it make it right for the rest of the guys. And you know, I'm just glad I had the chance, you know, just to go out there and fix it. You know, I've never actually thought about that. That might be one of the greatest things I've ever heard. Uh, no one does remember the kick before because you made the most important one. <laughs> that's uh that's a good that's a good philosophy to live by, I think uh, in your life, uh, honestly. Uh but let me ask you this. Is I just again, I, I like to ask a lot of questions that are, are a little bit out of curiosity here, but how how many times have you actually hit the game winning field goal? Was that the first time ever? Have you done it in high school before or I think 3 times in high school? I want to say oh, wow. um they were two of them were extra points, so you know take that with with a little pinch of socks. It's a little different, but yeah, a couple a couple big games. One of them that I remember the most was, you know, first game of senior year we played against Pinnacle High School, who's, you know, ask anyone from Horizon or Pinnacle that that's a bitter rivalry, and that was the first time we beat them in, I don't know, a bunch of years at least from that point. I'd never beat them when I was in high school and. That was that was a lot of fun at home first game of the season, but uh, so not necessarily a foreign moment. Like it's almost like you you were milk you're made for it. Yeah, I mean, like I said, we all look forward to that. It's it's nice <laughs> to be able to take the credit for what some of the guys have done. You know, yeah. not really, but <laughs> it's fun. <laughs> Well, I mean, obviously, you you get into uh, the locker room after the fact, and and there's some pretty awesome stuff that happened there. But uh, is there any anything in particular about that moment that you just kind of relish in, other than just watching the kick go in? Or um, it was it's funny because after I kick the ball, I kind of wake up because I you know when you when you get back yeah. into your steps, you kind of you're zoned in, right? And then you, you hit the ball, you see it go up. And once I hit it, I knew it was good because you can feel it when you hit it, especially when it's a a kick pretty much straight down the middle. But I, I don't even remember much after that either. I know that I turned around and celebrated with my holder and snapper and kind of just we all went crazy. Yeah, it was it was a bit of a blur, but it was a lot of fun. Yeah, it was a lot of fun, and there was a lot of a lot of celebration after the fact in the locker room. Man, uh, tell us about tell us about that moment a little bit. Does you does there any lead up to it at all that you had any inclination that that was going to happen? Or, um, well, I mean, I talked to the coaches a little bit about you know eventually that being an option because you know that that was the goal. Obviously, coming here was to earn a scholarship. At a certain point, oh. I felt like I played pretty well you know, during the season that I, I definitely deserved it in my opinion, but I think I wasn't ready for it at the moment, but it was, it was a lot, it was a lot of fun when I, when I was in there and, you know, being able to celebrate it with the guys and do it for the seniors that night for senior night. It was, it was, it was awesome. Oh, yeah. That's, that is one heck of a moment, man. And uh, it's something you'll remember forever. I think uh, obviously, uh, something that will go down as legendary in, in Pac-12 history. Uh, I would argue, too, Apple Apple Cup history as well. So kudos to you. Uh, that wasn't the, the only cool thing. And, again, uh, I just want to, for the listeners out there, if you if you have no idea what we're talking about, you're probably living under a rock, like I said. But um, 
Grady drilled that uh, game-winning field goal for the Apple Cup, which is uh, University of Washington versus Washington State. And just absolute, um, yeah, just phenomenal. I mean, the experience, I can, I can imagine, was super, super cool. I've been a part of game-winning, you know, uh, last minute wins, uh, last second wins, but that one in particular just looked fun- just awesome, man. Super awesome. But that that wasn't that wasn't the only thing cool that cool that happened that day, right? There was another cool thing that happened. You you got a tweet from Simply Seattle, I believe, if I, if I remember correctly, the tweet said something like, "Hey, how about a scholarship and an NIL deal in the same day?" Is that am I pretty close? Yeah. I didn't notice that until a little bit after when I got on, got on Twitter, but uh, yeah, that, that was on there. <laughs> and so I guess how did how did that? So NIL again, name, image, and likeness for those that don't know, uh, opportunity now for student athletes at the collegiate level to make money off of their name, image, and likeness, and rightfully so, uh, especially in situations like this where it's absolutely earned and deserved. But talk me through that. I know they ended up doing something for you, but can you walk through what happened there? Yeah, well, I, I didn't really know a whole lot about what was going to go down because I haven't really had any NIL deals up to this point. Um, yeah. But, you know, we have an NIL lady, Maya, who does a great job. So, like, Jake, a guy at Simply Seattle, texted. We, uh, we got something set up. I went into the office and we got a shirt made, which is cool. That's cool. And I did notice a shirt. I'm actually, uh, I, I'm hoping to order one, uh, if, if they're still available, hopefully they're not sold out, but, it, uh, yeah. so how does that work? How does that work for you from, uh, like, like a revenue standpoint, do they pay you a flat fee? Uh, do you, do you get like a cut of the revenue on the shirt? Do you know how that has been working? Yeah. I, again, I'm, I was new to it. So I was a bit, you know, didn't know what to expect, but I, talked it through with them it was it was like a upfront fee to you know cover the cost of the first however many t-shirts that were you know like anticipated to be sold and then after it was a it was a percentage cut but i was, I was happy with the result and you know maybe make a couple bucks off it good and and deserve too man like i said that, that's phenomenal well uh i'm assuming this experience was uh, a huge highlight for you um and in particular, I wanted to ask a, a question that's a little bit more on the flip side, right? So this being a really big highlight, uh, you, you know, going to continue on though. I mean, I'm, I'm willing to bet that like, again, I'm, I'm, I'm not a betting man, but I want UW to make it all the way. And, and um, I'm going I'm to put my money on that, even though I don't bet. But uh, this being a highlight, I'm assuming, is there something else that's higher on the list for you other than that? Oh, yeah, of course. We got we got two more games that will be highlights, so I'll tell you that. We're planning on okay. playing two more, and I know that, you know, we know Texas. I feel like yeah. that'll be a fun matchup. But, yeah, two more, two more opportunities this season. Yeah, absolutely. I, I fun is uh, understanding. That's going to be phenomenal games. I'm excited to watch them. Uh, but like I mentioned, I, I want to focus a little bit on the flip side of the highlights uh, and, and something that I think a lot of recruits need to um, hear. Because, again, I think a lot of recruits can relate to the struggles, the, the difficulties of the recruiting process, just things in life that are hindering from them going through that. So 
instead of focusing on the highlight a little bit, I'm curious what some of your challenges have been, some of the biggest challenges you've gone through on this journey and how you've gotten through them. Well, recruiting, recruiting was really hard. The whole system, you know, parents and I have started early, we thought, but you know, there's always people who started earlier who you feel like are, are ahead of you. But I mean, the only thing you can control is what you do and how you go about it. So, I mean, you just gotta stick at it. I know that was the big thing with me. I kind of, just, I just wanted to kick the ball and, you know, hope that everything would work out all right. But, you know, that's not, that's not how it works, unfortunately. So you had to, you know, put a little outside work in to get, get where you wanted to go. And I, I know that, you know, the work that you put on the field is definitely the most important part, but, you know, the importance of building a relationship with a coach, especially, you know, putting everything into the process, you know, being all in is a big deal because you're not going to be able to get all of your, you know, hard work out. You're potentially not going to be able to live up to that or, you know, be really who you know you could be if you can't buy in and be all in when you're there, kind of. I don't know. No, I think you do know. That's yeah, that's great <laughs> advice is, is being all in on it for sure. For sure, for sure. Uh, well, I mean, I, I've taken some time and, and probably more than I have from you because I know you got to prep for some some big games coming up. But um, any advice, just more than that, that you might give some recruits going through it? Um, have fun. Uh, a lot of the times that I had the most fun through the whole thing was uh, going to these camps. I know it's different for all the positions. I know everyone has, you know, little skill camps that they go to, but some of my best friends were the other kickers from Arizona and from around the country that I, that I got to meet. And, you know, you have a great time with those guys, you know, you're not competing really against them. You're competing with them. You're all, you're all dreaming of the same thing. So if you can kind of make the most of those, those guys that you spend that time with and, you know, your high school teammates, your coaches, just have fun with the whole thing. It'll, it'll work out for sure. That's awesome, man. Well, we appreciate it, and congratulations to you. Uh, Well-deserved. Uh, I'm assuming – I feel like I used to know that process very well, but uh, I'm hoping that the switch to scholarship is happening very, very soon for you, uh, if not immediate, and hope that that works out as you're expecting it to. Uh, Well-deserved, man. So um, any last words before we shut it down? Um. Thanks for having me on. I, I appreciate it. I had a good time. Um, go dogs. That's all I got. <laughs> go dogs, baby. <laughs>